Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. Let me just bounce back and reiterate. Love not the world. Someone shout, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, all that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, just a little side note in parentheses, every sin that is ever committed is tethered to one of those three categories. Lust, flesh, eyes, pride of life is not of the Father but of the world. I'm going to preach to you. I'm going to bring you a word this morning. I'm simply going to say, yes, we exist. Yes, we exist. Heavenly Father, again, I ask you as I step humbly and respectfully behind this pulpit to preach to your great people those that are here in person, those that stream online, God, I pray that the profound, prophetic word of God will enter into some hearts and spirits, that, Lord, you would speak to us, you would judge us, we would judge ourselves, and that who we are, God, would be pleasing and honorable in your sight, according to your word and your expectations. I bless the hearer today. The word is blessed, but I bless the hearer to receive a word from God I do this in the name of Jesus. If you agree with someone, shout amen. 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 One more time, put your hands together as you're seated unto the Lord. Amen. Yes, we exist. When I read our text, 1 John, I get a strong, compelling feeling that the writer is concerned about our Christian lifestyle in comparison to to the world. Now to be clear, the world is everything the church is not. The church and the world cannot coexist. The expectations, the culture, the fads, the political scene, the economic scene, purity, immorality, holiness, When I speak those words often, and as we get into other generations, the gulf between the world and the church is expanded. And the church is here, and the church has never moved, and the world has drifted off too far to the left or the right. So I want to be clear as I begin my message that the world is everything that the church is not. I say that just by out of knowledge I have. I say that by out of the way I see the news and society, the world. 
I see that as what people support and what people rally behind. I see that and I say that because of the way people treat people, the way people dress, the way people talk. It is very apparent to me that God's bride that he is coming back is going to look nothing like the world. There's going to be no parallels. There's going to be nothing snuggling up against. Why? Because God is coming back for a church without spot wrinkle, blemish, without sin, without carnality, without anger, without malice, and I could go on and on. And so I understand if I'm going to pastor a church and we're going to be ready when God comes back, there's a lot of parallels that we are not going to look and be like the world. Can someone shout amen? Amen. Just so you Bible scholars and Bible thumpers in CSTI, let me give you some backstory. I hear Sister Gidget laughing. I must have blessed her with that one. Let me give you some scripture so I'm not just winging it on my Tom Durant's knowledge. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him, watch me now, who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There's a line of demarcation that has been drawn from darkness into his marvelous light. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The Bible says you are his special people. Someone shout, I'm special. Paul writes to the church in his second epistle in 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, Wherefore, come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing that I have received you. I will receive you, rather. Hey, there's a line again. Come out from among them and be ye separate. One translation, as I was cross-referencing, it said separate from the things of the world. You mean, what does it mean, be ye separate? Why? Because we are blood-bought. Our sins have been washed away. We don't align with the world. We don't agree with the world. We don't lean into the world. Why? Because I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen generation. This church is a special people because he has called all of us out of darkness to live and to walk and to move and to be fluid into his marvelous light. Oh, someone shout amen. So I simply say to that, yes, we exist. James 4 and 4, one translation says, you unfaithful people, don't you know that the love for this evil world is hatred towards God? Whoever wants to be a friend of this world is an enemy of God, end quote. Yes, there is a group of people that still exist that believe the scripture is God's word and it's the profound word and God's word does not change. I understand I cannot be a friend of this world. If I am, I'm an enemy of God. What does that mean in simple terms? It simply means I can't live like the world. I can't have my being like the world. I set Sunday morning aside and I come hear a word from God. I lift up holy hands. I have a pure heart during the week. I'm not chasing malice. I'm not doing things that are ungodly and unrighteous. Why? Because yes, we still exist. We believe that God is true. We believe your sins are washed away. We believe in the power of the blood of Calvary. Satan, the blood is against you. Does anybody believe that? Yes, we exist. We do believe that. Second Corinthians and my other translation here Therefore, come out from among unbelievers. The New Living Translation. 
and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Watch this. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you stream. Be careful what sites you click on. Be careful what conversation you're having, as this says, with unbelievers. Because you have to understand, unbelievers don't understand the profound, powerful Word of God. Unbelievers don't understand that I'm walking in holiness, not in unrighteousness. I'm walking in harmony with God. I'm walking in alignment with God. Why? Because my sins have been washed away in a watery grave, baptized in the name of Jesus. Yes, we still exist. We preach the new birth experience. We preach holiness. We preach closeness with God. We preach purity. Young people, we preach purity still in the 21st century. Is there a church? Is there a parent? Is there a home that believes this? Yes, we exist. Yes, we do. Parents, we can't leave it up to kids to decide what we believe when you're raising your children. I think it's a young age, the older I get, but in theory, legally, Age 18 is a legal adult. So let's just take the parameters from the government at 18. Parents, you have ages birth through 18 to train your child that to still be holy and pure is not an embarrassment at a school place. To still be honorable to your parents and honor your mom and dad when they're trying to teach you how to live for God. Why? Because God has placed them over you. God has given them to you. A lot of you I've dedicated unto the Lord that God's hand and God's eyes and God's favor and God's protection will be upon you. We are not like that. Why? Because you've been blessed with oil. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. Is there a church? Is there a family? Is there young people? Is there anybody in the house that still believes this? I simply say these three words. Yes, we exist. Come on. Yes, we exist. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. Is there an apostolic in the county of Riverside that will still preach the truth without fear and without favor? I say, yes, we exist. Touch not their filthy things. Parents, come on, you're smart. Adults, you're smart. Young people, you're smart. You don't have to give a list of what's filthy and what's not filthy. And the reason you have parents to guide you is because God has placed them over you. And your 13, 14, 15, 17-year-old mind don't understand how big life is yet. So you have parents that have traveled this life before you. And in some situations, they might be trying to save you from some things that they did in the past that nobody taught them. They didn't know about the goodness of God. They didn't know about an altar of repentance. They didn't know about an apostolic church that still exists. And so they're trying to help you not make the same mistake that they made. And so you will not understand until you look back with your own 13 and 15 and 17-year-old kids and understand, I, now I understand what my parents were trying to do to help me, to save me from the scars that they were racked with. So yes, we still exist. Yes, we still believe in the 
changing, life-changing word of God. So after the scriptures that I've shared with you, I quickly conclude that the church will be different. The church will look different. The church will talk different than this world. The world's reference points are constantly changing and moving. They are not a nail in a sure place, as the writer said, but they are like shifting sand. The Bible says in the Gospels that the man built his house upon the sand, but there was somebody, thank God, that built their house upon the rock, and the same winds came, and the same thunderstorms came, and the same rain blew, but at the end of the storm, the house that was built upon the rock was still standing, and the house that was built upon the sand had washed away miles down the riverbed that was not standing anymore. Is there a family? Is there a pastor? Is there a church that still preaches the truth and the gospel of holiness and purity? I say to that, yes, we exist. The church and the Bible are solid and stable. They never move. They never change. They never waver. So what makes the church different is because society evolves into deeper darkness, the world into idolatry, and I'm going to say this, watered-down versions of church. Watered-down versions of the gospel that preaches to feelings, and that felt good, and duty, and conscience. Let's go to church. Let's get it over with. Let's go to the later service because I hung out too late last night. I can't wake up. I have a headache. I was with someone I don't know I was actually with. Where am I today? No, there's a church in Old Town Temecula that says, we still exist. We're going to honor God on a Friday night. We're going to honor God when nobody's looking. We're going to honor God on the backside of a dark alley. We're going to honor God no matter where I am. God is there also. I will be holy. I will be pure. I will be honorable. I will be truthful. Are you kidding? Yes, we exist. How many adults among us, think with me for a minute, if you had what we're preaching this morning in your teen and early 20s, that you would have made some different decisions and you would be sitting here with less scars that you try to mask that you can't get past. I'm telling you, we're trying to save another generation. It's not too late to preach what God can do. It's not too late to tell somebody that, yes, we exist. It's not too late to change your life and turn your life around and the bomb of Gilead can be placed upon a hurt and a scar and a wound that you did not know about back in the day. But today you know Jesus. Today you're hearing a message. Today you're on holy ground. Today you're streaming the message. I just want to tell you, yes, we exist. There's a church here that still believes hell is hot and sin is wrong. Yes, there is a hell. There's a church here that believes God can wash a sin-stained soul. Yes, we exist. There's a church here that wants to separate from the world and not be like them. So when God returns, he doesn't confuse us with the world. Yes, my friend, we exist. There's a church that will not bow to cultural pressures and norms. Yes, we exist. I think I'm preaching about the old paths today. About an old school anointing where the word is preached without fear and favor. 
where hungry people and desperate people, broken people come and try in God to turn their life around, giving God a chance. We preach here about a transformational gospel, a transformational experience that in a moment God can change your natural cult, the, the, um, your carnality, it cleanse your spirit, your attitude, the desires of the world, and reset who you are. It takes, let me hear, I'm telling you, uh, yes, I still preach and exist, but it takes one moment in the Holy of Holies. It takes one conversation with God. It takes one song to descend upon me, and I get my heart right with God. I I ask God to fill me with his spirit and an overwhelming spirit of God comes upon me called the Holy Spirit and it makes me from darkness into light. It makes me from broken into put together. It makes me from sin stained to touched by the holiness of God. Yes, we exist. Why? Because the power of God still exists to love people, to restore people, to reset people, to re... Come on, someone shout, yes, we exist. It's what I call the old paths. It's what I call old school preaching and anointing. There's something about the old days. I feel like an old man now. I just heard an old lady over here speak about it. I'm sorry. I, I meant to think that. Did I say that? Hey, we're together. It's okay. I don't even know who said it, so I'm not picking on you. But I'm just telling you. I've said this before. But the preaching Grandpa used to do. You see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a third-generation Pentecostal apostolic pastor. My grandpa came in and he got the Holy Ghost in 1906 in Louisiana. Back in the day, they called those brush harbor days. Old school language. You probably don't even know how to even, even hurt. You have to Google it. I don't have to Google it because that's how grandpa came in. And they got such a deep anointing and a move of God when they wanted to change their life. Back in the day, they would be slain in the spirit. They'd be on the floor speaking a heavenly language. I've been in old school services where there's a group of ladies in my home church get together on the floor and they're just laughing hysterically. The spirit of laughter came upon them and you would watch them and you would begin to laugh with them and they are out, their eyes are closed and I'm talking about some old school apostolic and if you're new here, I'm not trying to scare you, okay? Now that I already have. I'm just telling you, when you get a hold of Jesus and you let everything go, and the Spirit of God descends and hits you. It sometimes it knocks you down. Sometimes it spins you around. Sometimes you don't know where you're at. You started here, I love you, Jesus. You end up over here, I love you, Jesus. But when God's done with you, something will change from the inside out. You won't be like you were before. You'll know, hey, he brought me out of darkness. He put me into his marvelous light. I once was lost, but now I'm saved. Thank God for... The- Hey! Woo! Can I help? Can I, can I, can I take you to a, a music clinic and show you a little old school? Come on, Pastor Mark. Hey, I'm going to get out of the way because I'm, I'm going to teach you a song. Then I'll come back after the, after the music clinic. Then I'll come back to a preaching clinic. Okay? And this goes back a few years. 
Something about those old school songs. Something about Brother Foster. Now we're going to take it slow, but then we're going to speed it up, okay? Watch me here. Whoops. Let me show you, Seth. I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again believer. Great power of Jesus' name. Come on, follow the bouncing ball. Sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness and I suggest that you to do the same. I've been washed free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me. Come on. To be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born again, heaven-bound believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Okay, hang on. Hang on.
enough on message. Be seated wherever you like. You can sit. You can sit where you're standing. You don't have to go back, but hallelujah. Hey, I'm a one God, apostolic tongue, talking, holy, rolling, born again, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by the Spirit. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you need to do the same. I was set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Pardon me if I'm not ashamed. To be a one God, apostolic tongue, tongue and holy water, born again, heaven, by believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. You see, when you do those old songs, I see Grandma Rosie up here and myself and a bunch of others, it brings all the old folks out. Because we know the power. We know what it's done to marriages. We know what it's done to crackheads. We know what it's done to alcoholics. We know what it's done to prison inmates. We know what it's done to atheists. We know what it's done to agnostic. Hey, it's the power of Jesus' name. A one God tongue talking holy roll born again believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. Come on, Brother Juan Carlos knows where he came from. Come on, he knows where he came from. She knows what God took her from. You know where you used to be, and that's the power of God. Change your marriage. Change your heart. Clean up your thoughts. Hey, come on, somebody. That's the power of what I'm preaching about. Woo! Mm. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated for a few moments. And hey, when I see the response of old school preaching, that's what I'm talking about. Grandma, back in the day when the pastor, I was in the youth group, he'd preach, bring so much conviction, you would run to the altar afraid God wouldn't strike you dead before you could slide up against us into second base, speaking in tongues as you slid all the way down the aisle. There's something about a connection with the old spirits, the old past, that God would change a life. And when they believed it, and they preached it. Now the problem is we live in such an offended, wimpy time in society and can't hurt nobody's feelings and everybody's judgmental with a critical eye and they got all kinds of churches to choose from like a bunch of restaurants when God's trying to get a hold of you and change your life and keep you pure the ultimate thing is we got to get to heaven and we can't be like the world so what gives between heaven and what gives between the world it's the word of God you mean there's churches out there yes we exist it's about separation from Egypt. It's about the promised land. Whenever anything is taken from you, 
God always replaces it with something better. Say, hey, he took Egypt from them, but he gave them a promised land. We have the Holy Spirit now to lead and guide us. You're not left on your own ways and devices. Yes, we exist. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Is that spooky? No, that's in the Word of God, my friend. You mean churches still believe you speak in tongues? Yes, we exist. Churches still believe if I get baptized today that my sins will be washed away and I'll come up with a clean, brand new, pure soul? Yes, we exist. Romans, Paul writes in chapter 12. I'm bringing from another variation. I know Romans. I can quote Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, to present your body living. I got all that, but let me tell you this one translation here. It says, Dear friends, God is good. So I beg you to offer your bodies to Him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Don't be like the people of this world, huh? Mm. But let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. It draws the comparison. Don't be like this world. As I study for my message, can I tell you the church I see? The church I see is a safe house for a hurting world. The church I see is comprised of sinners saved by grace. The church I see is open to all that have had dreams dashed and shattered. You see, the church I see is holy on the inside and outside. The church I see dresses, talks, and lives like they've been redeemed. The church I see is not a part of this world. It's a part of the new world. The world and the kingdom that will come. The church I see desires more of God and less of this world. The church I see lives a God-centric life. The church I see still believes in the old paths. The church I see is not outdated. The church I see is still the hope for a hurting world. Yes, it's true that we live here. The Bible says that we are in the world, but not of the world. And that's why they pinned the old school songs back in Grandpa's day. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Don't get attached, my friend. Don't get distracted. Don't be desensitized by the temporal in the context of eternity. Hold to the old paths. It's not time to negotiate with your standards. It's not time to negotiate with your beliefs. Those are what got you here today. And what got you here today is what it's going to need to move you into the future. You have to purpose in your heart. I'm not wavering. I'm not letting back. I'm not letting down. I'm not opening the door to this world. I'm not negotiating some things in my yard say, not for sale. In my life, 
The doors have locks on them. I'm not letting the enemy back in. Remember, he brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And once I left darkness, I am not going back. The enemy wants me to go back. The world wants me to turn back. Family wants me to turn back. Friends want me to turn back. But no, I exist for the glory of God. I'm going to walk holy. I'm going to talk right. I'm going to dress honorable before God. I'm going to view things that are pleasing to God. I'm not going to surround myself by people that don't love God, don't know God, don't care about God. Are you serious? Yes, we exist. So I say let the church be the church and let the world be the world. Don't ever confuse those. Don't allow them to coexist. But ye are a chosen generation. Ha! A royal priesthood and holy nation. King James says a peculiar people that ye show forth the praises of him. Here we go. Whom have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, we exist. Spoiler alert. When he brings you out of darkness, he doesn't intend for you to return. Ah, spoiler alert. Once I start walking this way, Grandma, I'm never turning back. Once I start facing Calvary, I'm never drifting there and drifting to the right. I'm turning my eyes on Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. Why? Because he brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. He died on Calvary. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. It reaches the highest mountain to the lowest valley. Spoiler alert, he doesn't intend for you to go back into darkness and live a wretched life that he brought you out of. Hey, I'm here, I'm holy, I'm looking for God, I'm having fun, God is great, God repaired. Yes, we exist. So my friend... I kind of typed and stole the words from the praise team this morning. And one of them saying, we live in a fallen and broken world and heaven is invading earth. True. I don't know if you caught that when they were singing. The broken will be healed and the empty will be filled. You see, the church I see is always open to a hurting world. The church I see is never too far out of the reach of anybody that wants to be a part of the church. The church I see preaches the gospel. And the church I see baptizes in the love of the name of Jesus. And the church I see empowers the infilling of God's spirit as it flows through you with the evidence of speaking in tongues where it's scattered throughout the book of Acts. The church I see leans into what God expects, not what the world expects. Oh, come on, somebody. Yes, we exist. You guys are crazy. Talvez. A veces sí, a veces no, pero usualmente talvez. 
You guys crazy? Yes, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but usually yes. Because people deem you crazy when you don't act like the world. People deem you crazy when you don't fit the mold of high school formalities. And the world steals things from the church. The world steals little sayings. The apple of my eye, that's in the word of God. I told my wife, that we're getting into football, I said, you know, I'm a big football fan. And I saw in the playoffs last year, a quarterback doing an end zone dance. I don't have, he stole that from the church. Shall I demonstrate? He scores. No, the NFL don't own that. The apostolic church, the early church, the apostles, the book of Acts. What is that? That's an expression that I've been delivered. I've been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hey, the church. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, we exist. Why? I've been set free. I've been set free. Come on. Let's go. Hey. Listen to me. Hang on. Hang on. Listen to me. Hang on. Listen to me. No touchdown dances yet. Okay? Quit stealing from the church, the NFL. Listen to me. If you're here today and you've never experienced the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you say, Pastor, what you preach, I think I, think I like it. I think I understand it. I've not experienced that. I, I wasn't born in 1906. I want to slow this down, and I want to open the altars for you. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, and your sins have never been washed away by the power of that wonderful name, I'm preaching to you right now. That you can be brought completely out of darkness and live and reside into his marvelous light. So first of all, before this place blows apart, we have Spanish at 12.30, so you can blow it up for 45 minutes. Before the roof blows off, because it's going to get crazy. It might get loud. Because these people that you see that are worshiping, that seem to be crazy, you don't know what scars they're dancing on. You don't know what memories they're trying to put under the blood. You don't know what decisions that you're trying to squash in the enemy's head and put his, his, their feet on his neck. Why? Because God has changed their life, and you don't see what they wrestle with, what they deal with, what they had to do to get here today, the attack on their mind every week. So when they get to holy ground, often they can't sit still. They can't just sit aside. They worship God any way they figure out. So here's my appeal. If you've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, come. We want to help you i got a pastoral team here that will pray for you. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, we have a baptismal tank here. We have towels. We have robes. We have a backpack to give. We have everything. You just have to decide, I want to be baptized today. Do pe- churches really preach that? Yes, we exist. 
This is not a motivational speech. This is, this is not a motivational rally for the secular world. It's the truth about God. And we get excited so it looks a little motivational. We get excited so it looks a little emotional. But you've got to understand everybody is rejoicing because they know what scars they live with. They wish they would have knew God before they made that decision. And it's for whoever's in the house. If you're streaming this morning, you just lift your hands. You call on the name of Jesus. You lean into this message and you talk to God and make your home, make your office, make your bedroom, you make your hospital room a sanctuary for God to move in. That is you connecting to God. Those of you that are with me here, who's come for the Holy Ghost, okay? Linda, come on. You have the Holy Ghost? Okay, go back about three steps. That's okay. You got? You want the Holy Ghost? Okay, have you... Uh, Okay, he does, and he's been praying for it. <laughs> Eric, tu quieres en Holy Espíritu hoy, Eric? Entonces, sí? Okay, he's already up here. He's like a ninja. Okay, Eric wants the Holy Ghost. Okay, again, I'm a pastor, Glenda. I'm not trying to hype nobody up. I just get excited because I know what's on the table if we grab it. This is the real deal. Hey, do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes. Okay, go over there. All right, I'm just talking to Eric. Escúchame un momento, por favor. Ven aquí. Poco cerca. Okay. We're going to have ministers pray for you. And the first thing about the Holy Ghost, hang on, you can put your hands down a little minute. Is there anybody that has not been baptized in the name of Jesus? Okay, okay, now you can come back. If you're going to steal the show, you've got to have a need. Okay, right here. I, I see you in your blue shirt. I'm not going to lose you. Don't worry. I see you right there. You won't, I'll, I'll find you. Oh, uh, baptism, right? Okay. You talk to your aunt and uncle about baptism, so it's okay he's up here? Well, uh, aunt and uncle, guardians, okay. Anybody else has not received the, uh, let me back up, has not been baptized in Jesus' name? Okay, you come to stand by your mom? Okay. Oh, you have? Okay, okay. Anybody else? Again, I'm not trying to hype you up, okay? There's way more money if I was a motivational speaker out there. But that ends when you're not motivated. And so I'm talking about the everlasting motivation of God in me. That doesn't end tomorrow. Okay, stand by. Okay, what's going to happen ministers okay oh you guys you want to receive the holy ghost you want to be baptized okay can come over here is it okay you trust me to separate you from him okay listen to me eric scooch me okay when they pray for you okay they're going to pray for you <clears throat> excuse me and you ha the way people receive the holy ghost is when you're talking in english o espanol it's no diferente you're you're talking to god out loud because when God fills you with the Holy Spirit, He takes control. It's the Spirit of God flowing through you. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit with your mouth closed. Okay? You cannot receive the Holy Spirit just thinking. Because the sign, according to the Bible, is speaking with new tongues. So how people get the Holy Ghost is you just praise God in your own. God, I love you. I want the Holy Spirit. I, I want this. I want to change my life. I want to do so. Whatever you say. I don't orchestrate that. But you're talking out loud. And when these ministers come and pray for you, okay, I'm, you're going to have a personal minister 
to help bring understanding and spiritual support. And what happens often is as you're talking in your language, your, your lips will begin to quiver your tongue. And if you're not careful, it scares you and people shut down. And then you've got to kind of start, like climb that mountain again. It's very difficult. Not impossible. God is God. But once I hear me, my lips quivering and I feel like, oh, what's going on? I'm going to try to speak English. And then when people try to speak their native tongue, language, that's when God takes over. And you'll hear yourself, okay? Just try to speak English. Keep going, okay? Don't, oh, I heard myself. I'm done. Two seconds, okay? Just try to speak English or Spanish. And as you hear yourself, then that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to say a prayer for us, and then I'm going to talk about baptism, okay? So let's have a, every brother, Brother Garcia. Where's Brother Foster? Okay, okay, Brother, I need, I need ministers up here. I, each, each one of you, Brother Chavez, Brother Cisneros, Brother Savage is here, okay? Brother, Brother Cisneros, okay. All right, so you, are you here to receive the Holy Spirit? to stand by your mom or both? Okay, that's okay. Okay, I want, this is Glinda. She was in my community group. I know Glinda. Brother Cisneros. Chris Waggles. Oh, you're here. I'm sorry. Patrick? Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay. All right. So in a minute, okay, you with me? Eric? Estoy aquí conmigo? Okay. We're going to pray for you in a minute, but let me explain baptism because I believe in this. I'm slowing it down on purpose to gain spiritual traction, okay? And then they'll play music, and nobody's going to be able to hear what you say, so we're going to be rejoicing and praying with you. Okay. To be baptized in Jesus' name, all you got to believe is when I go down in that watery grave, get back there, okay? Sister Savage, you, whoever's getting, getting the, the backpacks and all the ready, Sister Daniel, okay? When you come up out of that water, okay, you just begin to praise God. God, thank you. My sins are washed away. I love you. I'm a new creature. Say whatever you want. And there's a very high probability that you might begin to speak with tongues again because you're thanking God. If you've already spoke with tongues, say, well, I don't want to. It's possible you can because you're, it's God's love language. Now, we know we're baptizing you, but when you sit up on that little bench, you just tell God whatever you Hey, I'm so thankful. My sins are washed away. I'm going to keep it clean, God. I get it. I love you so much. Thank you for having mercy on me. Whatever you say is up to you. Okay, so they're going to baptize you. And Sister Danielle, who's going to help? Okay, who's going to help Mikey? Okay, well, someone that has the, um, the baptismal stuff, you can help too. Okay, okay, all right. All right, church, I slowed this down on purpose, okay? Listen to me. When we pray, okay, you guys, you guys can slip out in a minute, and the baptismal tank's in the back by the sound booth, okay? They'll take the lid off. They'll get ready for you, okay? So what I want to do with you guys, listen to me. I want to pray with you. Okay, come. You want, okay, so let me pray for you guys, okay? And we're going to believe that God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, okay? I can't do it. It's a God thing. It's the supernatural, okay? So... At some point, your conversation and God get together. We're going to support you. We're not going to distract you. We're not going to shake you. We're not going to push you around. We're going to get around you, and we're going to be a support. Like you're in the middle of the huddle, and you got the, everybody's protecting you in the spirit and saying, God, fill them. Lord, let them hear a word from God. Let them speak with new tongues. And God does that. You don't do that. That's not us. I'm trying to speak English, and God took over. Okay? So let's pray. Church, I want you to pray with me. If you have the Holy Ghost and you've prayed with people before wanting to receive the Holy Ghost, I need you up here for support. I'm trying to build layers of spiritual support. If you speak Spanish, you over here with Eric, be a plus. Eric's bilingual, I understand that. But I, I need some prayer warriors right now because in the spirit, I, three people want to go home with the Holy Ghost. 
two people want to get baptized, and I need some ladies come down, men come down. Let's gather the ladies around the ladies, the men around the men, and I'm going to pray, okay? And then, then we can sing, and we're going to sh- I'm going to show you what God's going to do. Okay, if you come to get the Holy Ghost, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift up your hands, and I want you to begin to pray with me. I'm going to pray over you, but you pray your own prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, come on, church, give me some help. I pray in the Spirit that the Spirit of God would descend upon these three and fill empty vessels, and that you, God, would manifest yourself in the Holy Ghost, and that you, God, will be glorified as we lift up holy hands and holy heart, and we call out of darkness, and we purge ourselves, and we lift up our voice and our mind. In the Spirit, we do these things. I pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.